Hey, what up? What's going on, Sauce? Not much. I got the, uh, let me, hold on, let me see. Let me get the level straight here. I'm in a different location, so I'm, I'm, uh... I'm going to have to use this experience from Pod U uh, tonight and be, be precise with it. Did they bail you your uh, degree? No, not yet. Can you hear the rock in the background? Uh, it just sounds like face hair patter. I can't hear the, is the music or is it actually the rock? No, <laughs> it's the Boneyard match. Oh, okay. So this is uh, his motorcycle. Yeah, the uh, it's Metallica, right? I can't recall. Everybody, take a listen. Oh, that's gotta be Metallica. <laughs> yeah. It's got it's got that flair, that vibe. Yeah. So I should probably turn this down. I think I got the I think I got the levels all right here. God, I mean that that's that's a way to roll into a podcast with that type of fucking music. Yeah, a little rock. Hope, hopefully the SEC isn't on our ass. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe we should turn down the old match here. If we try to stream the whole match, that might not be good. No. Let's see. Hold on. I got I got a weird noise. Can you hear it? You got a weird a what? I got a weird noise, like a crackle. So it's coming from me? No, I think it's from from my end. Okay. Glad we're doing this on air production. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So, it is uh, Friday night here in Denver, and it just ticked over to Saturday morning in Central Illinois, sauce. That it did. It is officially Saturday. It's uh, 12.06 a.m. Yeah, no, I'm not too bad. We just watched, uh, we watched Corky Romano. Oh, man. Are you fam uh, you're familiar, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that fucking dick cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, on the only part I remembered from the first time I saw it is when he says, uh, You guys want some cookies? <laughs> yeah, that's the only funny line in his career. <laughs> you didn't care for uh, Night at the Roxbury? Uh, that was mostly Will Ferrell. He was just a sidekick. Yeah. The Robin to Will Ferrell's Batman. Hold on, let me see. And, some. Uh, yeah, if you come in a Peoria bar and uh, falsely accuse me of wanting to get a, a photo op with you when I'm trying to say hello, then yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh, why don't you tell us that story? So what? What's the actor's name? I'm struggling to remember at the moment. <laughs> uh, Chris Kattan. Chris fucking Kattan. Uh, so he, he, I think he was playing uh, some shit at the jukebox about ten years ago or so, I guess. Probably nine years. Yeah. Back when I was living in Peoria, me and Wolf were downtown at a what's that Irish bar called? That the one that's really long and skinny, like a dive bar. Uh. What's it called right now? Oryx? Oryx, yes. We're at Oryx having a beer or whatever. Loud activity because that place is terrible if you're trying to understand anyone. The entire downtown strip of Peoria is terrible if you're trying to understand anyone. Yep. Well, I, I, I guess we're all missing that because we're stuck in the silent noises of our homes right now. Yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, so we're, we're drinking a beer in there, and, like, uh, we noticed, like, they got those high booths in there, so you can't really see booth to booth. Grab one of the booths. And uh, I think we're with uh, two of our friends, and one of our friends comes back, and are like, is that blah, blah, blah? Like, the, that guy, is that guy, is that that famous guy? Yeah. You know, we, we, you know he looks familiar. You don't know from what. He's one of those actors. Yeah, you're just like, I gotcha. He probably did a show at the jukebox. Yeah. Oh, de he definitely did. That's the only reason you're at Peoria, Illinois, especially downtown at a weird bar like Ulrich's. Yeah. Okay. He was probably staying at the Pierre Marquette that night. 
So did, anyway, yeah. So uh, me and Wolf are talking. I'm, I'm drinking and mustering up some courage. I'm like, oh, I want, I want to ask him for an autograph or something. I don't really know much he's in, but I want to like say, I want to say, I want to welcome to welcome him to the town in some way, shape, or fashion. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to our our buddy Wolf, and I was I was like, well, what do you think of a picture or something? I don't know. Wolf probably has a different perspective of this story, but it's a little too late for Wolf right now, I think. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm like, what do you think if I get a picture of him or something? He's like, I'm like, would you take a picture? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take a picture. So, I we're, we're sitting literally at the booth next to Chris Catan. Like, he is on our, on our backs. Yeah. So, I, I get up. I shuffle over, take a deep breath, and I'm like, hey, excuse me, uh, Mr. Catan. I think I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called him Mr. Catan. I wanted to show respect. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mr. Catan. <laughs> okay, so what did Mr. Catan say? I was just like, I just want to, I, I didn't even let it get a word, and he's just looking up at me with two of his party, and uh, I'm just like, I, I just wanted to say I'm a, I'm a big fan of your comedies. You know, I smell movies. <laughs> Total stuff, lie. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say welcome to Viore or something. And while he's doing this, I see out of the corner of my eye, Wolf's, me and Wolf are both pretty lit. Yeah, I can tell by your st- your ridiculous speech to Chris Kattan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolf's leaning over. In the booth, so he can get uh, a shot. He's just got his phone, like he's just staring straight into his phone, like clear, obviously and clearly aiming it at, at me and uh, Chris Catan. Oh, he was. As soon okay. as I finish with my uh, my statement, my spiel to Chris, your pitch. Like, I, I went to shake his hand. He, he's like, "Yeah, it's nice to meet you. You got your picture now. You can get the fuck out of here." Oh man. God damn! He rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sorry, dude. He rubbed you, yeah, and you rubbed him the wrong way. That's fine. (laughs) Welcome to Peoria. You get rubbed the wrong way a couple of times. (laughs) Your your speech is amazing. So was that the plan all along? Wolf was gonna get the picture, or no? I was gonna like. I was just completely jazzing it. I didn't know if I wanted a picture, if I just wanted to say hi or what. But fucking. Wolf was just assuming he wanted a pic- I wanted a picture of the encounter and oh yeah, so Wolf, it, it Wolf just turned shit. so Wolf blew it I would say Wolf blew it but that, that's that's the way I remember it I'm sure he remembers it differently oh man you know that's, when you drunk you always right that's a good story I love your speech to Chris Catan Mr Catan yeah Mr Catan <laughs> Oh, that's a great story. So yeah, I watched uh, Corky Romano. I think that's what, where that story started. It is. Uh, Did you enjoy yourself? No, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was total. It was like him doing physical comedy, but way overboard. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's what he does. Yeah, there's a couple of laughs, but I definitely wouldn't say it was that good. Here we go. You know what was good? WrestleMania weekend, Eric. That's right. Like I said, I got the, I got the match on right now. What number of time of watching is this of that match, the Boneyard match for you? Um, I probably watched it four, five times. It's a decent amount, Eric. Yeah. That's a mark. That's a marks amount. Feel the boatyard. Yeah. Well, I watched it obviously the first time, and then a second time uh, the next day, and then uh, Samantha wanted to see it, so that was three. And then this would be four, and then I just imagined I probably watched it another time. So four, <laughs> four or five. But yeah, four, four or five. Yeah, five. I liked it a lot better than the. Uh, Bray Wyatt one, but I know you like that one better. Well, I mean, it's it's two different things completely. I mean, they're both cinematic or movie matches, so to speak, and that's where it ends. That's yeah. that's where the similarities end, you know. Yeah, 
I watched so I, the. They just the, went two completely different routes. Yeah, I watched the Bray Wyatt one again, and uh, it's cool. It's different for sure. I still like. I think I like the Boneyard one better though. So I mean, let, let's digress. Let's 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 <laughs> let's just dig down straight on the fucking Boneyard because we know that's what everyone's tuning in for. Is the bone saw? Yeah. I thought it like the the way it started, where you assumed you know you were supposed to assume that it was the Undertaker coming in on the hearse. I yeah. thought that part was really sweet, and then AJ jumps out, of course. But I thought that segment was cool, and then I love at the beginning when uh, do you remember when Undertaker throws him into the windshield windshield? Yeah, that's like the first uh, hard physical contract contact yeah. of the match, I think. Yeah, and then he like pops a leg up on the hood of the hearse, and like has a chat with him. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember oh, yeah. this part? Yeah. Anytime you prop up your leg, I'm all for that. Yeah. So like that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. <laughs> is when he just pops the leg up and just gets right in there and is like, "You done, boy?" or something, you know. Some kind of badass talk. Oh, he was just spitting badass talk the entire match, Eric. Yeah, the badassery was high. I think we can all agree that the movie match did wonders for Undertaker. It, it certainly is a, a potential extension of his career. Oh, man, by at least like five years. Yeah. <laughs> They could just, he's like Tom Brady now. He just can keep going. Yeah. It's basically like the Steven Seagal formula. <laughs> like you just shoot it from the head, the neck up when you need to. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but yeah. I just... I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the part where he... Oh, we wanted Kane though. Why didn't Kane show up? Kane? Me and Eric were watching together and... He texted me in the middle. We had not texted after we started this matchup because we were both enthralled. It was too intense. It was too intense <laughs> to chat. And then the first text I get for him is we when, when it's on the rooftop, it, I get a text from Eric. He's like, we need Kane right now. Yeah, gotta have him. And, and Eric was reading my fucking mind, dude. I couldn't, Yeah. He somehow you, know, you had the blast of fire and everything, and he was being outnumbered with Gallus and Anderson. Why doesn't Kane come and just drag him away to some fucking uh, uh, torture torture chamber type of thing? <laughs> like when he uh, when he gave him the blast, like when when Undertaker somehow summoned the fire. I thought it was like him summoning Kane. You know. Same. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, there. that's where it is, and it didn't happen. It was so disappointing. So disappointing. Like, bring back the organ music. The da Yeah. Oh, I just saw hilarious. This was a high spot. I remember when uh, AJ had Undertaker in the hole, and uh, then he gets up on the tractor to bury him, you know? And, yep. then, and then the Undertaker shows up from behind, and the lights, poof, spotlight on Undertaker. And yeah. A, and AJ's, like, bewildered. <laughs> that, that part was really good. Now, at that part, I was secretly hoping for uh, the so-called, um, what's, what, what's the original Undertaker called? That version of Undertaker. Like, Purple Gloves, or... No, I mean, just like the 90s, uh, the, the Dark Undertaker. Yeah. Like, I was hoping the Dark Undertaker, the the original Undertaker would show up, not the uh, hybrid American badass, not Mark <laughs> Galloway Undertaker yeah. of It is a hybrid American badass for sure. It's not really but that it, character. I, I'm fine with it because it fit this mold perfectly. It fit the feud perfectly. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. But when he came back from the dead, I would expect the Grave Digger. Yeah. I'm just giving him fucking wrong names now. What is the goddamn term? <laughs> the Grave Digger. <laughs> the Grave Digger. I'm calling him a monster truck. I don't know. Let's just stick with Grave Digger. Ooh, there's the tombstone on top of the roof. Oh, yeah. 
That was a good part. I like when he throws off uh, gallows off the roof. That's a hilarious part. But the <laughs> the uh, the AJ part looked good though, where he choke slams him off the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was that was a really good spot. Yeah, that one uh, that one looks really good. Besides the clips, I've only watched it the original time, Eric, and now I, I feel like I have to watch it again. Because Raw, Raw kept teasing it out like they were going to replay the match straight up, and then they just gave me a fucking Cliff Notes version. Yeah. You know, now that I'm expecting Raw to replay matches, they go ahead and not replay a match. Yeah, did they, they didn't do any uh, archive? Uh, no. Hmm. No archive on this Raw. But, um, so, anything else on the, uh, Gravedigger Bonesaw match? No, just AJ Styles was, uh, he was phenomenal in it, Jeff, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was really good, he ragdolled real good. I, I, I like the irony, Eric. I mean, elementary irony, El- irony 101, but, uh. Undertaker shows up and AJ's like, "Hey, I dug your grave for you," and he points to the tombstone. It's the same fucking tombstone that says AJ Styles at the end of the match. Yeah, there's a little bit of moss covering it, Jeff. Irony 101. Yep. And I'll take that as a wrestling fan. That's simple enough for me to understand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the part where AJ, uh, like jumps on him through the like he like kind of spears him through the fence but it's more like a tackle it's really strange through the wall yeah it's like a fence i couldn't tell what that was at first i thought it was the side of the barn oh wait we, we can't let this go without addressing the fucking uh demon gang that just popped out of nowhere and for some reason on aj styles side <laughs> oh yeah Anderson and Gallows were able to hire like fifteen guys to dress like uh like the old like it was pretty much like Undertaker's old minion guys. Yeah. That's what was so confusing. It was very confusing. It was like what? Why why does uh why did Gallows and Anderson find some minions? So yeah, there's like fifteen guys in hoods that were on team club that we didn't know why. And uh Undertaker fought them one on one like Steven Seagal. Yep, where they just get <laughs> surround you in a circle and come at you one at a time. Very slowly, but it's it's effective. Slow and effective, baby. <laughs> Slow and effective. So yeah, I, no, I I thought this was the best of night one. Well, the uh, I think we both enjoyed the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins night one. Yes, that was Absolutely. a really good one. That one, uh, uh, where? How far did it go in before it went to the no DQ? Uh, it went. You hear me shuffling papers? Yeah. Uh, ten minutes. Then the no DQ was an extra five minutes. Okay. <clears throat> oh man, this part was hilarious too. Do you remember when, uh, the Undertaker was about to throw AJ in the hole? And uh, he like he acts like he's gonna sympathize with him. He's like, "Come on, brother, you're you're all good, man." He's like hugging him. Yeah, he's like, "I'm not gonna do you like that. <laughs> you're AJ Styles." Yeah, and then he just psych. Yeah, it's of course amazing. he was. He's a fucking Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Turns around and kicks his ass into the grave. I didn't get a casket like Mark Henry predicted, but he he, he felt that shit. No, he did it. Yeah. Good call by Henry. Uh, so yeah, that match was good. The now, on ju- opposite ends, let's skip to the Funhouse. Okay. Might yeah. as well get the two movies out of the way, so That's then we can idea. just talk. Fucking card. You know. Yeah, no, I like it. So the Funhouse, obviously, like it's a very loose interpretation of a match. Really, it, this isn't a match. This is just a fucking uh, skit that gives you an insight into Bray Wyatt's perception of his history with Cena. It's a mind freak, man. 
Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fucking Chris Angel mind freak. <laughs> it's a, it, that's that's how I took it. I I after I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, it was just like a Chris Angel mind freak. I mean, it's right on par <laughs> for Bray Wyatt's type of uh, weird shit, where like you get your quick cuts in your random scenes and everything. Oh yeah. So, yeah. but it it, it was. I mean, for for wrestling marks, it was great. For casual fans, they're probably just like, "What the fuck is this, bro?" Oh yeah, yeah. There was a lot to be explained. I'm trying to remember. I mean, at the same time, they they made it pretty obvious. They're heavy handed as hell with each one of the uh, scenes. Like they were satirical with it, so it's obviously going to be heavy handed. Yeah, yeah. I thought the first one was cool, where it was like um, a mix back and forth between. His actual debut with Kurt Angle, and then the the Bray Wyatt version, you know, the live, not the live, but you know what I mean, the WrestleMania version. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Where they kept having quick cuts, like Bray was saying the same shit to antagonize Cena that Kurt Angle did on Cena's debut. Yeah, yeah, I liked that one. I liked the old school Saturday Night one. That was cool, where he was doing the the curls <laughs> all fast. The, the, the pumps? Yeah, the, the big pumps. <laughs> that, that, that was probably the funniest part of the whole damn match. Yeah. It was just the pumps got faster and more robotic. And then you see, like, uh, Sister Abigail just drop jaw. Yeah. How did it, it, it was great. I how, think Vince, Puppet Vince had a smart-ass comment there, too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. How did the uh, match end? Do you remember? Just by uh, the uh, claw. Too much of a mind freak, man. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think there was though, wasn't there? Like a yeah, there's there a three count. Or is I, it... I can I can tell you. Uh... Like what led to the three count? It was just a culmination of all the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was a sixteen minute skit. How much? How long? Sixteen. Yeah, roughly. Okay. That's that. That man. That's longer than it seemed. It's a good sign. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, you got three different scenes to play. At least three different ones. Trying to think of what else it was. I don't know. It was a really trippy match, dude. The, uh... I just, I just jumped to the Goldberg match. This is a, this is a pretty terrible match. Yeah, I mean, you almost forget that Braun Strowman is now a champion. Yeah. I know, that sucks. Because literally this match was three spears and then three slams. Yeah. Or more. Thank God he didn't try the jackhammer. I thought for a second he was going to try the jackhammer. Yeah. The old ass can't pick up Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. There ain't no way. The last one was... Who was the last one against? That was terrible. The last Goldberg match? Yeah. Who did you... Oh, it was on Bray Wyatt. No, it was, huh? on, it was on Bray Wyatt. Remember he did a terrible uh, uh, jackhammer to Bray Wyatt? Oh, you're talking about the last jackhammer. I thought you just said the last match. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the last jackhammer. Was it Fiend White? Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. Remember, he? that's who he got the title off of. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We can sweep that one under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the uh, ladder match? So I didn't know that this was... Uh scaled down from a tag team match. Like, well, it was originally booked as a tag team triple threat, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Miz was sick or something. Something with the Miz. Yeah. As the rumors I heard was he came in coughing. But... I mean, the, ma the match is good, but it lacked the six man. I was excited for six months and just getting like Jimmy Uso is not the same as getting Jimmy and Jay. Yeah. But the ending was kind of cool. I mean, it was kind of weird how that, how it looked, but when he fell off the ladder with both the titles, 
It, it could have used a crowd, but I thought it was a pretty cool finish. Yeah, I don't like him getting too tricky with the ladder. Like, just have someone unbuckle the damn thing. We don't have to have people wrestling, no pun intended, wrestling over it. <laughs> a third guy falling away with the titles. <clears throat> like, that seems like a coin flip. You yeah, know? yeah, no, I hear you. But uh, as far as, like, you know, Miz and Morrison can run with this and just be all the more healy. Like, they they escape with their lives. Yeah. The type of shit, you know? Yeah. For sure. What about uh, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn? <laughs> this one got lost in the weeds, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't remember too much about that one. I was right. Okay. This this is post-coitus of the Becky match. The Becky win. So that, that's why I was just uh, in another territory. I was smoking a cigarette. Oh. Gotcha. A celebratory cig. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was on pins and needles between Becky and Shayna, which was prior to that match. Oh, I did want the... Uh, the intro, the past renditions of America the Beautiful. Oh, the intro to Mania? Yeah. The first night? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, like I said when I texted you, I would have preferred Kenny G just on Skype playing it on his clarinet. Or, uh, <laughs> excuse me, on his saxophone. Yeah. That would be sweet, man. But we, you can't have everything you want. No. You can't always get what you want. That's enough of that, Eric. <laughs> I think that song's on the uh, King Supers uh, playlist. Oh, really? God damn. Some... Oh, it's not that, but if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Which is just as obnoxious a song. I don't even. I don't. I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Sing another lyric. What's That's it? the only lyric I know. Oh. If it ain't broke, just, don't just, fix just it. Put, just start on the YouTube, Eric, for anyone who wants to tap their toe. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Who's it by? I don't know. It's just old as shit. What'd you think of Gronk? His well, his his day two welcome was better than his first one. Was it? Yeah. Did you think so? <laughs> I mean, it's about the same. Yeah. I, I, I was cooking when he uh, won the 24-7 title, so I'd give a shit less about that. Yeah. I did think it was pretty hilarious uh, when he was, like, him and Mojo Raleigh were in the crowd. They were just up on their perch for one match. Yeah. And they were the only yeah. people in the crowd. Yeah, I was texting you that we, we, we should have had that throughout the whole media just to get sub pop. Yeah. It, it, it'd be a way to get Gronk some exposure and you you like him as a wrestling fan then because he's just like popping like you, like New Day would you know if yeah. New Day was in the crowd yeah. they'd do the same type of reactions yeah getting Gronk over yeah uh, night two started with uh, Charlotte Rhea Ripley that was a really good match uh, hang on do you have anything from the Becky match oh yeah Sorry, I'm I'm going through this thing and I did not see anything about Becky. Uh, well, the only thing that I say, Jeff, is the card placement was bogus. It was very bogus. Caught me <laughs> off guard for sure. Yeah, wasn't she third match in? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's no good for me, brother. And Eric said that probably helps. Probably helps me and my cause of wanting Becky to win. Which ended up being true, but still, I was on pins and needles, you know? Yeah, I just couldn't imagine them, like, after a year-long reign. You're just going to give it up, third match on the WrestleMania card, to, yeah. Sh to Shayna Baszler. Like, that would be so bogus. It's possible, but that's whack. I'm glad they didn't do it. And not, no Ronda return, but they were planting seeds at the beginning of the match to make me more nervous. Like, oh, you know, Ronda and Shayna Baszler are trading partners. I'm like, oh, wait yeah. a second. What? Yeah. Since when? 
Remember when uh, Rhonda and Nat- Natalie or Natalia were training partners all of a sudden? <laughs> that was funny. They showed it one time and they were best buds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they could be behind the scenes. I don't know, but I, yeah, we, I doubt it. We'd never heard about Shayna Baszler until then, I don't think. No. I could be wrong, but I don't think. I mean, they, they did another slam, uh, spot with a uh, head slam into the uh, announce table. What do you think of these? Uh, wait, which spot are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that, just that basically one. someone's laying on their back, you pick them up by their legs so their head's dangling, and then you just swing them like a ball and chain and uh, head, yeah. head first into what have you. Yeah. It doesn't seem very safe, but uh, I like it. Well, Be- Becky will do these sometimes. She's done them before, and she you can always see the, the tuck of the... You know, they tuck their heads, and they get their arms up and everything, but still. Yeah. You can fuck shit up pretty easily doing that. I don't know if it's worth it. No, probably not, but it, it does look cool, and I remember that one being extreme. I it was a pretty it. intense match. Yeah. And yeah. this was another uh, WrestleMania victory by Becky with uh, reversal. Last minute reversal. Yep. Because it looked like uh, she was going night-night. But then she Damn. got a second wind and just rolled that some bitch up for the three count. Yeah, it was... I don't think it was too long. How long was it? No, it was eight minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's like the shortest match thus far. Only third match in, but it's the shortest of the three. Wow. And I guess that really kind of speaks a little bit to Becky and the fact that her wrestling style really exudes from the crowd like Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, But I think more to Shayna and her limited... Limited... uh, Experience. Yeah, experience and ability to just extend a match. Like... She can extend a match with NXT people, but these two don't have that much to go off of without a crowd. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of chemistry. No, not a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was a fine match. And like like I said, once... <laughs> it was a fine match. Yeah, it's a fine match. Fine. Once I saw the card placement, I was like, man, there's no way she's losing the title. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it went that way for you. Oh, for sure. Uh, and this this feud's not over, Eric. No. I don't know. They were hinting about it. Oh well. yeah, that's right. They were. Was that supposed to be some of the footage from WrestleMania, or were those new promos? Um, I think they were post WrestleMania as well. Oh yeah, post match. Yeah. Yeah, post match promos. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because Shayna was still hot and bothered at the time. All she said was the thrill of agony and the... Uh, I don't know. What is it? What's the phrase? The, uh, <laughs> the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Is that yeah. right? Shit, man. These late night podcasts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not in my right state of mind. Um... Well, the thrill of agony. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The thrill of agony. Oh. Um, so, back to Charlotte and um, Charlotte Rhea. You want to talk about that? Uh, it was, I mean, the my, my memorable moment was a, was a fuck up. But it was a pretty hilarious one. I think it was Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley's going for like a little reversal kick, and I guess Charlotte was gonna was making the clap noise, you know, that you get. Yeah, clap of the thigh. Yeah, and it and like Rhea Ripley, like for some reason, didn't pull the trigger on the kick. Like it looked like she was going to. <laughs> she like she like faked her out, you know. Pump faked. Yeah, she pump faked her. And never pulled the trigger on the kick, and you could just see Charlotte just clearly clapping, and it just looked so weird. <laughs> so that's <laughs> unfortunately my that's what I remember most about that match because it was so funny. I watched it a couple times, but uh, I, that, I miss I miss that flub. Uh, 
This is a classic Charlotte style style match where she works the body part. She was working the leg of yeah. Rhea Ripley the whole match. Yeah, they always led to uh, the most memorable part of the match for me, which was the over vocalization, mostly on Rhea's part, but then in Charlotte, uh, you know, keep with the program so it doesn't look like Rhea's just losing her fucking mind out there. Oh, Rhea, Rhea's just like overstep like. It sounds like she's dying, like she has a gunshot wound the entire match. Yeah, she's squealing like a pig. Yeah, and partially this is, you know, empty arenas. You gotta fill silence with something. But not not so not that much. It was yeah. a, little, a little heightened. Yeah. Like, someone walked by my apartment, it might have sounded like I was watching a hardcore porno. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely over the top. But, I mean, it was a great match. Like, as far as wrestling goes, it's probably one of the best matches on the card. For sure. Definitely if we're, like, taking away the, the movie matches. Traditional wrestling matches, for sure. It was a good one. Uh, the, Otis okay. thing, uh, the Otis thing ended in uh, finally getting the kiss from Mandy. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, all, all is right in the world, Eric. Yeah, yeah. The big, the big dog got his girl. The big caveman, nineteen twenties looking wrestler. Now, uh, do we have like intergender six like stable feuds going on here now, stemming from this? Do you think? Like, yeah, I think so. The story keeps going. We haven't gone. watched this, the post media SmackDown yet. No. No, uh, yeah, you mean like Sonya and Dolph and then Otis and Mandy? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think so, for sure. I hope so, but I'd like Dolph to get a tag team partner, so, like, this doesn't take away from Tucker. Tucky! Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't want to see Tucky get lost because in the next year. Because need themselves a title run, in my opinion. This was a nice side story to help us get through Valentine's Day. Yeah. Everything. It's a, it's a great Valentine's Day story. That's true. And they decided, they decided to run with it to WrestleMania, but I don't want them to take it out too far, Attic. No, I don't blame you there. Like, I don't know if I want Mandy to dump him. Uh. You know, because then she'll catch heavy heat. And what's she going to do with that, really? Yeah. Sonya's got the heat right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if Dolph gets a tag team partner, that's the best way to go. Because I think Mandy running around with heavy machinery could be okay. Reminds me of Stacey Keebler with the Dudleys in a, in a way. Yeah. That's yeah. Remember that's, that? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Then the sexual pun started coming with getting wood and everything, and yeah. it, it went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could wear a Dudley Boys t-shirt in middle school because it said got wood on the back, question mark. Oh, yeah. that's That was vulgar. <laughs> that, that, was, that was very vulgar. Who was, the, uh, who was in charge then? Who was the disciplinarian that wasn't going to let that fly? Todd, do you want me to call him out by name? <laughs> I don't, his last name? Yeah, I know, I know his full fucking name. What's his last name? Jefferson. Okay, yeah, Mr. Jefferson. Man, what a principal name. That's hilarious. Principal no, he, Jefferson. No, he was, he, was he was the VP. He was the dean. Yeah. Why did the... The, the, the principal was, uh, at the time, Fairchild. Yeah. Yeah, the VP, they mostly handle the, uh, the kids that are acting out the discipline. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, jo- Mr. Heel came in. Yep, John Hill. I think Jefferson... Actually, Hill might have been the one that uh, said, you can't be wearing that t-shirt, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he don't want to say it on the back. Yeah. He gives you that grin. I get, I get what you're saying there, Jeff, and uh, it ain't gonna happen. So, if the listeners can't tell, Mr. Hill was uh Auburn boy. He's proud. Was he Auburn or was he uh, Alabama? Go, no, yeah, go Auburn. Oh, uh, yeah. Roll Tide. Yeah. No. Wait, no. No. Rolled. I get confused. War Eagle. 
Roll Tide is uh, Alabama. He yeah, was, War Eagles. Go Auburn. Go Auburn. <laughs> but he, he was a Southern gentleman, and like sometimes he'd just be real with people who went into his office regularly. I started getting into his office regularly. He's like, you know, Jeffrey, we can't have you be wearing that T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! I keep getting this crackle. Can you hear that? No, no crackle on my end. Hmm. Hopefully it's not coming up on the podcast, but if so, I mean... What can you do? Yeah, oh, there people it is. have been cutting out in the middle of conversations yeah. on Skype for weeks now, so we're at the top of our game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, let's... Uh, well, what about Edge and Randy Orton? How annoying were the announcers? Oh, Eric. Eric called this one straight up. Eric, tell us about uh, these announcers. Uh, all of a sudden, I realized about ten minutes into the match that nobody's fucking talking. It's just <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing. And right when we pointed out, there was a literally. Let me explain the rules of a, a last man standing match. In case anyone forgot, basically, <laughs> the guy has to be on the ground for ten seconds. If he gets to his feet before that, match continues. So, right when we pointed this out, there was a nine and a half count. The match literally almost ended, and nobody said a fucking word. For, for nine counts. For nine and a half counts. And I thought for sure that match was going to end, and freaking Byron Saxon and Tom Phillips just would have had a pair of nuts in their mouth, and just dead silent, because their mouth was stuffed with nuts. For about half an hour. <laughs> for, <laughs> that visual was too funny to pass up. I can't yeah. blow that by. Well, we we determined that it was actually JBL's nuts. Yeah. Because he did a great job the whole night. Yeah, do you, have, you don't have your soundboard in your new locale, do you, Eric? Uh, which one? What do you need? Uh, I was going to say we need to give JBL a round of conservative applause for coming back and bringing some life to the Wrestlemania okay I gotcha yeah give it up to JBL for a great job at Wrestlemania huh? there you he go. brought more hype than any of the announcers yeah and it, it just it, it didn't get any better man they just continued no. to talk Byron was talking at an extremely low level like he he was like I think you mentioned that he was recording from a church or a funeral or something. He was trying to whisper it by. No, like, you're saying that, that. You're like, what, are they in a lot fucking library right now? Yeah. Me, it, me and Eric get really heated. Like, for, for half an hour, this ruined WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought it ruined the match. I don't know why, we, why, why were we getting hype. It was supposed to be a... A serious shit, man. A blow-off. Like, this is going to be it. Big, big fight. Big fight feel. And like, got... even if you think you've run out of shit to talk about, take a page out of Jerry the King Lawler and JR's book. Like, JR just describes the brutality of this match. And King just looks at shit in the room. He's like, ah, get it with the, get it with the blah, blah, blah next. Yeah. It's just anything. You gotta start rooting for someone. You gotta get into it. And they were absolutely plugged out of it as if it, like, they were talking about the corona pandemic all of a sudden hitting. They got on their somber tones. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool at all. We're in the middle of night fucking two of WrestleMania, and I'm trying to get hype. Yeah. Sunday night. Huge match. Huge match, and it was and it was it was a cool match. But it it was just, a great match. It totally got f- fucked up, and for some reason, like I don't know if that was the plan or whatever. It's the announcer. It's it's their fault no matter what. But Triple Eight or uh, Randy Orton and Edge weren't talking a lot, so like it didn't make sense why the commentary wasn't talking. Yeah, like if they were talking, if the wrestlers were talking a lot and they were supposed to be heard. Then that would make sense, but that wasn't happening. So we. No, I mean, like, I guess that you could argue that it was to show the seriousness of this this friendship gone wrong, you know? Because at the end of the match, Edge was sobbing as he 
did the concerto to Orton. Yeah. But that was like the only, like you said, that's the only sound we got, so. Very strange. Why, why have this somber fucking tone for 30 minutes before that when they're just rambling in the back like it's a damn hardcore match? Get hyped. Yeah. Very strange. So, I thought we had to talk about that. I thought that was one of the weirdest things of the whole weekend. By far. Um, it was only for that match. Like yeah. you said afterwards, because right after that, I think Gronk had won the 24-7 title. And you're like, what do you know? Gronk gets in the room and all of a sudden, Byron and Tom Phillips acting like they had like a Red Bull or two, you know? Yeah, like, all of a, like they were hyped when he won the 24 24- Seven belt, and there was yeah. there was no hype to the other match. Very strange. It has to be what you said. Like it, it went on for so long that apparently that that was what they were doing on purpose. And plus, like we talked about, this was all pre-recorded. So if they didn't, if they thought it was trash, they would have re-recorded it. Well, that's that's where that's where you got me thinking during this match. Is the commentary pre-recorded as well for these matches? Like everything's pre-recorded. Well, I'm sure they they recorded as the wrestlers filmed. You know what I mean? Like when they were filming yeah, the match. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's a stupid question on my behalf. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they could re-record it, but I'm sure they could because the action was taking place everywhere else. Yeah. If any match that you could re-record commentary for, it's that one because yeah. the movie matches don't have commentary. Yeah. So. Very odd. So clearly they were doing that on purpose, and it must be for what you were saying. It was supposed to be like a serious uh, take. Like, it was so serious we can't even talk. That's right. bullshit. That's not wrestling. It's WrestleMania, damn it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't get it either. You're not getting a filthy casual to tune in by you know, having somber coronavirus tone. Yeah. Yeah. Get that out of here, man. Night uh, 2, anything else? Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley, uh, it, was a little, it wasn't a sandwich match, but it was a chicken and rice match for me. <laughs> I didn't see a damn second of it. Yeah. No, I thought the only other thing was, I mean, you had Becky retains, which I don't care to talk about. Wait, didn't Becky retain? Or, uh, yeah, ba- we, we, we talked about it already. That's night one. No, I meant uh, Bailey. Sorry. Oh, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey retained. Bailey retained. Uh, Sasha got knocked out. Uh, earlier on, and it's Bailey and Lacey at the end, I want to say. Yep. And then uh, the Street Profits retained. And yeah. So I think the I think the only thing left is the old Brock uh, McIntyre match. Brock versus D-Mac. Which really, in essence, had the same formula as Goldberg versus um, Braun. Yeah. It, it was the big, the, the hot dog man had formulas. Yeah, uh, and that that's that's the way these heavyweight matches get nowadays. It's like apparently WWE just wants to get straight to the fucking firework finale. Yeah, and not have any working going on whatsoever. Yeah, which get straight to the specials. That's, <laughs> I guess that did happen. I don't think was it as bad as the. It was just like the Universal Title match. Like there wasn't no, any but other. You had. In this match, you had three F5s, and D-Mac kicked out, and then D-Mac uh, had three Claymores. Yeah. Kind of like with uh, Goldberg, yeah, he had three true. Spears, and then Braun gave him three Slams. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. why I'm in with the formula. Like, uh, Brock and D-Mac was a little more drawn out. They, they got to pushing and shoving in the corner and shit. A couple of bumps were taken, but it got back into that pretty quickly. Yeah. D, uh, D-Mac wins, obviously we all know. I thought it was pretty... I thought it was cool. I mean, it sucks that he had to win in front of no crowd, but I thought it was a pretty good match for no crowd. Oh, for sure. And, um... Yeah, they're gonna hold this on him until he gets his crowd approval. Like... I don't care if this last month's D-Mac's going to be the title holder until the crowd comes back. You got you, to. You got to reward the big man. Yeah, you got to. There's no reason not to. Brock's on vacation now. 
he's on a yeah he's on a corona backwoods vacation (laughs) so that yeah that's that's about it oh well apparently there was a a big show match after that they they tell me (laughs) but yeah so this was very strange in the way they set this up so they had raw which they still build as one of the most uh one of the craziest Raws of the year because it's a Raw after WrestleMania. I was hoping it'd have that vibe, but Eric didn't have that vibe. <laughs> no. No, because it had one return, one quote-unquote debut, and then just a lot of jobbing. Yeah. A ton of jobbing. Yeah, we had Nia Jax return. Which yep. is which was cool. She jobbed out some. Was that an NXT girl? Uh, yeah, Diana Perazzo. I can't read my own handwriting. Oh Italian yeah, yeah. Because yep. the virtuosa. Yep. And then NXT. Yep. And then uh, Bianca Belair. I guess debuts and does like the same thing that happened at WrestleMania. Yeah. So she had um, at WrestleMania. We didn't even get into this, but. Street Profits retain, and then uh, they're just getting the shit kicked out of them, and Bianca Belair, like, chased off from Zelina Vega or some shit. Yeah. And basically, the same thing happened here, whereas the Raw Tag Team Championship rematch, uh, immediately Vega interferes and, like, just intentionally disqualifies them, which seems silly. But uh, Bianca Belair enters, calls out Vega, is like, why don't you and I go at it? So they go at it. And that goes into a no decision. And then we get a mixed six-man tag. Street Profits and Bianca Belair against uh, Garza Theory and Zelina Vega. Yeah, so that took, that uh, took now, up a big... Is uh, Bianca full-time? Yeah, sounds like it. She says I'm here. Okay. So yeah, I think she's full-time. What are your thoughts on that, Attic? I like it. I like her a lot. She's strong as shit. She's uh, sneaky strong. Oh yeah. So I think I think it's a good thing. I agree. I just I don't know what's going on over at NXT with the women. I don't know if they're getting weak with Bianca this leaving. If Shayna's going to stay in NXT or if Shayna's coming over. Yeah, it'd be weird if Shayna didn't come over. If we're getting Bianca. But I guess they need well, somebody over there as the top dog. Who's who's the women's champion over there now, Attic? Uh. Um. Charlotte. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, late night podcast. Good God. Yeah, I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> but. It's okay. We got we got a little bit of time here. We're at fifty three minutes, so this hour is sneaking up. But I don't think there was much going on in Raw. Hell, oh, yeah, we, uh, we already what, talked. What I was getting to was the main event with the with Big Show, like you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. This was weird. Yeah, let's talk about this. So they were hyping up the whole night, like you won't believe what happened after WrestleMania last night, and then somewhere along the way during the night of Raw. Byron let it slip like that. This is involving D-Mac. So yeah. like, okay, we get we get some with D-Mac at the end of the night from WrestleMania. And Eric, what were you thinking was going to happen? Because it was not what I thought. I thought it was going to be some stupid after-match interview or something. Which I guess it kind of was. Yeah. I, I guess I thought... Uh, Someone was going to challenge him for money in the bank right then and there. Oh, like he was going to... Well, I thought when they teased it, they said it was from WrestleMania. They did. Okay, so you're saying, like, you thought that somebody came out afterwards and, like... Yeah, okay. right after D-Mac yeah. won the title and just said, well, Hey, fuck you, money in the bank. Yeah, not... <laughs> I think that's a good... I, I don't think that's a stupid prediction. I like that. But, I mean, I don't know who I was expecting. I was half expecting a Brock rematch. Just Paul Heyman to get on the mic and be like, no, no, no. Yeah. That, you know, I can definitely see that. Somehow, 
Weasel another pay per view match for Brock to yep. get his yep. rematch for because that, that that makes sense. Yeah. As far as WWE kayfabe rules goes, you get your championship rematch when you lose the belt. I thought they took that away. I don't know, Eric. It's wrestling. <laughs> I think they did. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll see if Rhea gets a rematch. Uh, Street Profits retained and had to fucking get a rematch. That yeah, do a rematch, they did so, do a rematch. Yeah, all rules are out the window. Yeah, yeah anything goes situation in Corona world. <laughs> but uh, no, I was not expecting. Well, yeah. So we get the big show, and it's supposedly after WrestleMania, and he like pisses Drew McIntyre off, and D Mac, to the point where he, you know, he he wants a title match with D Mac. This is post WrestleMania. You can keep saying supposedly post-WrestleMania. Do you not believe? <laughs> well, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would they no, have... Like, why, why would you have this on Raw? Yeah, yeah, just just do it on Raw. It's been done a million times. For some reason, like, they kept like making it a point to tell us it was post-WrestleMania. It's like, it wasn't? So you guys had... You had a, you had a dark match at a, uh, a an event with no crowd. A pre-taped event, Eric. So that that match is probably three weeks ago now. Yeah. It was just very, it was very odd to me. I don't know why I thought it was so stupid. So I was confused by Big Show's promo because I thought he was saying, "I'm not going to challenge you for the title right now," and then he ended up challenging <laughs> for the title right then. I was like, "What?" <laughs> he just pulled a classic fucking redneck. I'm yeah. not going to challenge you for the title. <laughs> but me and you go get it on for that title. But yeah, so he ends up losing. Dmac finally accepts the challenge after he got, you know, something happened where you just can't not fight him. It was like he called him a bitch or slapped him or something stupid. You know? Yeah, one yeah, the, he just he slapped Dmac. One of the classic set off moves. Ain't gonna fly. Yeah. You don't you don't slap another wrestler. Yeah, so they end up doing the, the doing their thing, and uh, D Mac wins and retains. But another part I thought was stupid was when he came out and was like, "I went to the back, and I happened to get my what is he what do they call him on the belt the uh, nameplates." Yeah, I got my nameplates changed, and I'm like, "What?" So. So, like, if we're supposed to believe this happened, he won the title, walked to the back, changed his nameplates, and then just came back out? Yeah. Okay. Very odd. Pretty goofy. I, I didn't even know who the interviewer was. Yeah. It, it, was, it was just goofy all around, Eric. I was wondering the same thing. Did, like, all the normal girls, like, were sent home, or, like, where did, where, where the hell, where, who is she? <laughs> I don't understand. It was an interesting one. Very interesting. Um, Rollins uh, facing NXT Jabber as well on Raw. And we got a, a new mashup tag team, Eric. Now, tell me if you like the idea of this tag team. Because you might have not got this on the Hulu cut. No, I didn't. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 here to try that for sure. I was thinking they need to find something for Cedric Alexander, cause it's just he's just gonna get pooped out, and it's gonna be a shame because he is really good. That's true, but oh wait, what both, the, what both these boys need? Well, Jesus Christ, am I talking right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what both these boys need is a. Uh, uh, step up in their uh, mic skills game as I'm struggling to talk on the mic with myself. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, I'm like Ricochet out there right now. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I don't really remember Cedric Alexander. That must mean he's better than Ricochet. Because Ricochet is notably bad. Uh, yeah, Cedric Alexander doesn't really get the chance. Ricochet has had a few more chances. He's been in the spotlight a little more. Yeah. That could be but cool. They need if they're to not careful, they'll, they'll turn into the Lucha House Party. 
They well, just got the guys that do flips. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and, I was I was just totally gonna make him that because I was gonna say Apollo Cruz should join him. Oh, they, they Apollo Cruz got a little bump on this raw too. He did. I was excited about that too. And uh, Byron yeah. Saxton put him over, of course. Oh yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> of course, Byron did, Eric. Yeah. It was great. I was excited about that. Uh, we're at an hour, Jeff. Was there anything else from Raw? Uh, Roberto Carrillo, I continue to like him. He had another jobber match with an NXT guy. Has he not, been... not, not really a jobber because the guy was like twice his size. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Fink, which is a weird name for a wrestler. Brendan Fink? Yeah, you get to choose your wrestling name when you go with Brendan Fink, and you want to be taken seriously. Come on now. Uh, he's probably he probably didn't have to, he probably didn't choose it. That was probably somebody who said you're Brendan Fink. That's true, but I mean they, they build him from being NXT, so I assume that's his name down there. Yeah, Brandon Fink. That's that's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not a name you can really climb the ranks with. No. Uh, that's about it from Raw. Uh, Asuka and Liv Morgan had a match at the start of the night. Oh, yeah, that was actually a pretty good match. And and one more thing that almost didn't get caught with all the mayhem, but tensions brewing between Lashley and Lana, Eric. Yes, divorce is brewing. Divorce is brewing. That was quick. Yeah, Lashley's going to divorce. The, the, the fallout will be very quick as well. They're just trying to... I, I, think, they, I think they should wait for the crowds to come back. To go ahead with the divorce proceedings just so like because you know the crowd's going to be all up in yes chance oh yeah they're going to be so proud of Bobby yeah it's true <laughs> it'll be like is Rusev day type of yeah. reckoning you know has Rusev been gone yeah he just he's an MIA for sure okay yeah that, that could yeah we'll see I just envision they just take it out real fast. Like, they're just sick of the story, so they're just going to, like... they. I think they're going to get rid of it quick. Yeah, sweep under the rug? Yeah, the old sweep. Get the reset button? Yeah, the old sweep. Ooh, that was loud. Oh. Alright, Jeff, well, uh... WrestleMania, I thought, was pretty sweet. That was pretty, uh... I thought they did a really good job with what they had to deal with. Oh, for sure. I thought. It was... Now, Eric, before we get out of here, uh, my macro question: Now that we've seen two nights of WrestleMania, you want this going forward? Say, say the next WrestleMania is back to normal. Do you want to be in a two-night event? I think it could work, but I'm afraid that I've been fooled by the no crowd issue. Uh, but I still, I still think it could be cool if it was two nights with a crowd, because then you're not restless. Because it seems like by the end of these WrestleManias, these seven-hour WrestleManias, like, the crowd's always shot. Yeah. So I think it could help with that. Totally. I mean, like, each night seemed not to be quite a full length of a pay-per-view. I don't know how long each night was. I did clock it. We, like, paused at the start of each bell, so time gets a little skewed. Definitely. So, I don't know. I'm guessing they were, like, three hours each, maybe two and a half. No, they were, like, three or, or one of them more. But, yeah, they were at least three each night, I think. Okay. I could be wrong, but well, I think so. I don't know. Like... You can add, you can add a match or two more to the card, and I wouldn't mind if you got to do two nights. Like, let's dig down this fuck bag. Yeah, no, I agree. It's either one of the two. Like, I think if you want to go old school and just do like six matches, or like you know maybe more than that, but like if you want to go more old school route and cut the number of matches down, then I'm fine with one night. But if you're gonna if yeah. you if you want to go for this seven eight hour extravaganza, then just do two nights. It's so much easier. Yeah, exactly. But I don't. I don't like the middle version because I, even I get tired of shit. Like it's hard to hang in there for seven fucking hours. Oh yeah, there's more sandwich matches for sure. Yeah. So 
yeah, no, I, I thought it was cool, man. It was something to look forward to. And, uh, it, it, uh, it, in that way, it really paid off. You know what I mean? Just having, yeah. just having something. It was smart to just do something, even though it's not what it usually is and what it should be and what it could be. It was smart to just give us something because it was something to look forward to. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure they people, got, I'm sure they got restless and cabin fevered. So I even got some filthy casuals talking about the boneyard. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty cool, man. I thought it was, it's definitely memorable. Like everybody's gonna remember thirty six, because uh, you, you weren't there. Yeah, you were not there. I was not there. Gronk was there, but you weren't. No, yeah, Gronk was there for half of it, <laughs> and then they got rid of him and put uh, who they put in there? Titus O'Neil. Oh uh, yeah, they did put in Titus. Yeah. Shout out to Titus O'Neil. Yeah. That was awesome. That I was, was like, good. why didn't we just do this from the beginning? This guy's so much more charming. Yeah. Oh, I've been fine with Titus all the way around. <clears throat> Alright, Jeff. You got anything else? Uh, I got a Bulls update, but we, I can tease that for next week. I mean, it's not... I mean, sports aren't going anywhere. That's true. You want to just do it next week? Yeah, I'll tease it for next week. All right, next week the return of the of Jeff's thirty second Chicago Bulls update, huh? Yeah, maybe some, maybe a couple other segments. We'll see what we'll see how wrestling goes. Oh yeah, I think we should tease that because Bork said he wants he's he's got another dollar bin for us next week. I got another delicious pie text to me texted to me from uh, Miss Wagner literally right before we started recording too. So I want them to bring that out oh. sometime in the near future. God damn. Yeah. So yeah, it we amazing. So yeah, so movies, pizzas, wrestling, bowls, everything. Everything to keep your quarantined ass entertained. <laughs> we got it all. And thank y'all for listening. People who are still listening. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We're an hour we're an, if anybody's listening and they've been listening to us for an hour and 7 minutes, that's wild shit. That's wild shit. I commit <laughs> that. Yeah, we've been going hardcore wrestling the last two weeks. Yeah, this we'll is like the load next week. This is another wrestling heavily episode, but wrestling heavy episode. But that's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So night, night. Night, night. But now I don't understand. Now they're I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said. Okay.